Welcome to the new Joyride podcast, where we touch on topics that inspire you to create, cultivate, and sustain joy. Hosted by Anna Lang, serial entrepreneur, author, speaker, and life coach. LaCasa Gabaldo, actor, a voice actor, speaker, poet, and now your new Globe Life Insurance agent. Rajiv Jadav, United Nations advisor, reputation management strategist, and social impact activist. Okay, so welcome to another exciting episode of the newly reloaded Joyride. Today we're talking about this really hot topic about what are we, what can you say to people in these days? Has political correctness gone so far that we are now editing out our true and authentic thoughts? Are we so worried about how people are going to take it that we're not showing up completely? Uh, We were just talking about, uh, I was, since this is a video call, uh, I mean, yes, you're listening to the audio of it, but in the video call, I was looking at Lakesa. I was admiring her new hairdo, and I said, Lakesa, that looks amazing, that's dope, that's fly AF, and I was saying, you know, that looks, uh, my comment was, Lakesa, that's amazing, I love it, I, I made the perfect sign in with my fingers, uh, it's an emoji too, you can look it up. Uh, and I said, Lakesa, that's, you know, that's like an amazing look. That's like the, the boss bitch look. Like you're like a boss, you know, that's like really powerful. And then Anna, of course, went on in a tirade. Anna, why am I speaking? Why didn't you continue that tirade for the benefit of our it listeners? A, it wasn't a tirade. I just started <laughs> laughing. I'm like, you can't call a girl a bitch nowadays. You get a I said boss bitch. your forehead. <laughs> Yeah, you could call a skinny bitch, bitch, boss bitch. I mean, <laughs> right? Depending on who you're talking to, you're going to get murdered, not in your sleep. They'll wake you up in your sleep to murder you while you're awake. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Anna. <laughs> Funny. But I mean, it. I have a, a teenage daughter who is, she is up on all of the language that within our environment anyways, that you are and are not allowed to use. And I feel very strongly like I am a walking time bomb as far as my language. <laughs> Which we love. I love at least. <laughs> Listen, well, um, when you have a colorful language, you add the spice of life, definitely. Yeah, but where's the line, right? Where's the line between like, like Rajiv? He's like, oh, you look like a boss bitch. I actually had no idea what your reaction would be. I was like, oh shit, man, we are in something here. Let's go. <laughs> well, you know what? When Rajiv gives a compliment like that, that means he has well thought that out, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, he knows me enough to know that I'm going to be flattered, right? And he knows that I'm totally not going to be offended even though I don't use the word bitch, but people use it and they don't use it toward me. But coming from Raji, it's like, ow, okay, Raji, thank you. So what would you say to somebody then who was like, well, but you're setting a precedent for women and it's 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 totally degrading to women and it, it puts down 
you know, who we are and what we stand for. And it sets up just a bad precedent. What would you say to that? That's Get out of your feelings. Way. Quit dealing in feelings. A society has gotten so weak minded and so weak. You can't even say excuse. Perfect example. I'm in a gas station and I was always taught you speak when you come into a room with strangers, no matter what. You at least say hello, good morning, excuse me, please or thank you. A young lady got so offended in the line, like, because I was like, how you doing, sis? She was like, I'm not your sister. We ain't related. <laughs> I was like, hold up. I said, I said, oh, ma'am. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she, she barked at me so tough. I was like, ma'am, I said, I'm saying this as a term of endearment. I said, you're a female like me. I said, we are sisters in a life. We're all connected. She was like, oh, okay. But the flip side to that, when she went out to her car and she had a car full of friends, she was like, yeah, this bitch was in there talking about some sis. I told her, I don't know her. I'm thinking to myself, I just explained. Oh, she was saying hello. Like, why are you so offended? Were you ready to fight? in the morning over eggs like we have got to come to some kind of middle ground society as a whole to where we could accept people number one for their differences right but also accept how they express themselves toward you and not be so offended do you realize that kids right now everybody get an award back in the day you only got an award for being first or last. Not everybody gets a participation just because you came, just because you kicked a ball. Maybe you didn't hit the goal. All I'm saying is this, Anna and Rajiv. Get your feelings out of it. Quit dealing in feelings. Love somebody. When you love people, you forgive them off the rip for who they are and what they are not in your own mind. That's all. I have issues with participation awards because it ends up everyone still knows who won people anyone listening to this everybody knows who the person who came in last is that participation award is antagonistic at best it completely washes out everything and saying competition is bad is also bullshit like yeah. I will bullshit people yeah like yes somebody's going to come in last and that is that is character building and all the rest That's of life. come in last it did not kill me there's a lot bigger issues like deal with bullying people and no coming in last doesn't make you bullied by the way no but anyways coming that's, in that's last, a whole other that's a whole nother rant really Anna, you, yeah. you hit that on the head because bullying <laughs> comes from a whole nother place of what's happening in the home if your parents are bullying each other then that's all that you see I know some people that will only have conversation if they are combative. You get what I'm saying? So they automatically, you can say, hey, what's up? How you doing? What you mean? How you doing? It's a, it's an automatic, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like an automatic combat. <laughs> and, and this is across the board. I come in contact with a lot of Caucasian people, a lots of Indian, a lots of Arabic, and they are a it's it's across the board it's it's not just one um color race or creed people have gotten a super sensitive and they have forgotten just to say hey how you doing you all right 
and keep it moving. You don't got to eat with these people. You don't got to sleep with these people. These people don't pay your bills. What is it to be cordial and kind? It's, it's free. You don't even got to pay for it. Yeah. Well, and everybody, see, here's the problem though. And this is, the, this is a big problem. I come from, if you think of, if you think of knowledge, like look at life as a sphere. So you start in the very center, like a, like a jawbreaker and you only know what you're exposed to. And then what you're exposed to means that you're going to pop out of that sphere on one very specific point of the sphere. And your knowledge is growing out in that sort of tree and it's branching out from that specific point. Rajiv, you're going to pop out of a different point of that center sphere and your tree is gonna grow in a very different direction. And it might overlap my tree in certain areas, but not in a lot. So what you hear and know and believe to be true and deeply identify with as language that is okay and not okay is gonna be radically different than mine sometimes. And then how do we not get offended if we're not even present to that sort of spherical understanding of how people evolve, right? So, so I have a question, right? So my question is this, first of all, why does, the first thought have to be about offense. Why are we thinking about offense to begin with? Why can't the first thought be about understanding? You know? Yeah, I'm high-fiving you, Lakesa. I'm high-fiving you. Because it's like, and again, I know uh, Lakesa in the past has quoted from the Bible. And this time I'm going to, like, let's say, climb onto the soapbox and, and say that, hey, like the Bible talks a lot about understanding. And it also talks about the decision of choosing whether to be offended or whether to approach, you know, any situation from the heart of love and understanding. Because if you do, then you're not going to, like, at least because it takes, like, two to tango, right? So even if somebody else is having that, like, let's say, antagonistic vibe kind of like what Lakesa very humorously illustrated a few minutes ago, then, but Lakesa was approaching that from the heart of love. You know, and kind of saying like, hey, how are you doing? Even when the person responded in like a nasty way, she was still maintained her path and her tone by being kind, warm, loving, understanding. And it didn't necessarily waver in that moment. She continued to be her. So then that, I think eventually might have sorted out the situation to a degree. Now, sure, this woman <coughs> went outside, spoke to her friends and said, oh, that bitch said this, whatever. So maybe she's ratchet, you know, and maybe that's just <laughs> how she is. And that's how she do, you know? So again, we're not responsible for everyone. We can just be us. Now, if that person's nasty, hit her head when she rolled out of bed, what? that's her problem. You know, that's not our problem. We just still got to do us and be the best version that we can be, you know? And now obviously that's subjective. What does best version mean? So I think if we kind of use, let's say the lowest common denominator of approaching people just with a heart of love and understanding, no judgment, just understanding, I think then that's closer to having, you know, a world that has less tension in it. But that's just my two cents on it. I'd love to hear what Lakesa and Anna have to say well, about it. And I, I hear you, but where does the, you know, I understand I'm coming at you with love and my intentions are good crossover into ignorance and lack of sensitivity. <laughs> no, but where does it like that's the line that I have troubles with like we were I don't know if this was when we were recording or not but like my my teenage daughter oh my god guys I am just all of not right as far as she's concerned with my language like everything I say she's like oh mom that is not the correct term oh mom 
you know, blah, blah, blah. But once I'm aware, so I, I understand from a psychology and from sort of a neuroscience standpoint, when something is repeated, so say like a racist slur, if somebody's in an environment where a specific thing is thrown at them as a weapon again and again and again, it will, it will create an automatic response in them every time they hear it, right? And, and a, yes, absolutely, they get to work that out and all of the stuff, but let's look at it from a space that not everybody is in the same personal development space that we're in, right? So they hear the weapon. And when you say that, whether you mean it innocently or not, they see the weapon and hear the weapon. And at what point am I being insensitive? Because I, I get it, right? Like, where's the line? Now, Anna, when you say where's the line, you have to remember, my dad told me something a long time ago when I was learning how to drive. He said, you have to approach driving as if you're the only one that went to driver's training. You're the only one that got the knowledge. You're the only one that understood the assignment and treat the world around you as if they didn't go to class or they slacked off. When you do that, you come from a place of understanding the ignorance because even in that ignorance for that girl, she's gonna remember. The next time a stranger says, hey, sis, how you doing? She's gonna recall the conversation, that four, that two second conversation, and it's gonna be brought to her remembrance. Oh, she was just saying hello to me. And that's across the board. When we change who we are as people, we make conscious decisions and choices to decide every single day we changed the planet, Anna. So yes, there is a line, but we constantly cross that line. We constantly push the envelope to be better. I'm going to keep saying hello to people. I don't care what your face look like, because guess what? I'm sprinkling my light on you and you're going to get, you. if the rain, if it's raining, you're going to get a drop on you. At least one drop. It's going to okay. And I love that, but I promise you, sorry, I don't promise you. I don't know. Lakesa, are there words that are off limits for you? Yes, it is words that are off limits to me. Don't so call me a nigga. Don't call me that. Don't right. call it to me. Don't play with me with it. I don't care what race you are. I, I, I just don't think that it's cute. I don't think that it's fun. It has too much historical meaning. Uh, don't call word? me fat. Right. I'm offended. I know I'm fat, but y'all need you to tell me I got a little fluff in the middle. Be kind to me. Be right. kind. But this is where the issue is, is that everybody has their words and they are just as charged as those ones. And so who is the judge that gets to decide which ones are the right ones to be offended by? So Anna, okay, so so I kind of like get what you're saying. And yes, if we kind of, you know, approach this in this very cautious way, the world will be blah and super boring, you know, because everyone is going to be on tenterhooks about, oh my God, I don't want to offend, ah. I don't want to offend. And everyone is going to be siloed and depressed and all that again i'm just making some sweeping statements for humor's sake but uh, i'm i'm thinking that you know when you're approaching anyone yes your attitude or your you know like because when you're conversing with someone technically you are like sort of interfering or entering their space because they were like let's say minding their own business listening to whatever they were listening thinking what they were, they were thinking and you kind of entered or interrupted that process by reaching out and saying hello now you let's say you're guided by your own thoughts and beliefs and you're trying to do what's right for you now that might upset the other person it might offend the other person 
but i think at the end of the day it's i think so the question is this right what's more important that you do what's what's right for you that let's say even aligns historically to what is considered cordial friendly polite like historically so there is precedent for that like do we align towards that or do we just like let people be and you know like go live as it is so i think it kind of just depends on like what your perspective to life is and also who you are as a person so well and i mean i i feel it viscerally because as a as a caucasian person the list of things i cannot say is extensive it is sure. extensive because even some of the you said cordial via history some of the terms of endearment are massively racist and and we're taken way far right so i mean i don't actually i don't think it's a a burden to avoid using terms that i have been made aware are sensitive for people i i mean i i was telling you guys earlier i saw a comedian and don't ask me who it was it was someone on youtube and they were doing a bit on like our our vocabulary has been reduced to that of a five-year-old or something because of the words that we cannot say anymore i thought it was hilarious but i mean i don't if i think about it is it that bad like lakesa has indicated to me two words that she does not want me to use not words i would choose to use anyways but let's say I was completely oblivious. If I continued to use those words, like say those were like terms of endearment in my family, like, hey, fat so or whatever. I don't know why anyone would ever say that, but that's just me. <laughs> like maybe, whatever. And I slipped, you would remind me. But if I continued to do it, that would be kind of obnoxious, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would be offensive, antagonistic. That yeah. would be offensive, obnoxious. It would be negative. But because I know you as a person, Anna, as a human, you're not that way. You're not meaning anything malice coming from your lips to talk to my face. Um, there are people <laughs> who are darting their words to hurt the body what's the what's the, the, the saying sticks and stones may break my bones but names will never hurt me uh, that has fallen away yeah. and i say that because it comes back to how you were raised yeah. what your mom and your dad said to you this is what you don't use when you leave the house. This is not how you talk to your elders. It comes from upbringing, Rajiv. You were talking about, um, it's a, it's a. what did you say? You said something along the lines of, it's uh, if you had have a, some type of moral compass, right? Or some type of something guarding what, you're, what you say. Well, that, that travels back to how you were raised. Were you raised in a loving household? If you weren't, then cussing is easy for you to an extent. Um, negativity is anyway. easy for you <laughs> to an extent. What kind of household did you were raised in, Anna? It's like, get your shit up. Clean yeah, up the my, mom, bro. my mom would never, she, foul language, no. There was a wooden brush, quack. Do not use foul language around my mama, man. That is just a recipe for, by the way, guys, it wasn't able to be belted or hit or whatever when I was little. Like that was just normal. It's like, oh yeah, dad strapped me last night because I did this stupid thing. Like, yeah, my dad strapped me twice. You know, like, I don't know, maybe small town. I have no idea, but. <laughs> I got whippings too, man. I got whippings for whippings. being, I used to 
um, explain everything. I would be like, but let me tell you why. And let me tell you why. And my mother went and got a switch off of the tree, took the leaves off and told my little legs up, like, listen, you don't have to justify everything and you don't have to speak up for everybody. I was like, but I'm just trying to help. I didn't do it on promise. This took a very bizarre turn. This took a very bizarre turn. <laughs> By the way, anyone who's listening to this, my parents are incredible and amazing human beings. Was <laughs> they are. They really are. Like, I adore the shit out of my parents. Nice. I fucked up Amen. stuff when I was little, but I love the shit out of them. Like, keep that one on the, on the up. Anyway. <laughs> I feel like I need to defend my parents now. <laughs> no. No. Oh, they strapped me. <laughs> you know what? These are all examples. Yeah, these are all examples. And there's, there's a millennial out there somewhere going, that is, that is not okay. I'm like, no, sometimes I think I kind of it. Anyway. Wait, so on that subject, what do you think of this phrase from yesteryear called spare the rod and spoil the child? What do you think about that? man that there my dad interpreted as i always thought spirit of ross for the child was go ahead and spank them and speak later right my dad flipped that and in his mind he was going to talk you under the table and you were getting a lecture so i would have a two when i did something bad i got a two-hour lecture then there was a pause. Then somebody crept in my own belt. So it was like, you're going to talk to me for 50 hours and then I'm going to still get a whooping. Like I understood in the first 30 minutes of the conversation. But I look back now and I realize that people didn't get talked to. They just got swung at. You know, if you knew why you wasn't supposed to put your hand in the fire, then maybe you wouldn't have did it. You get right. what I'm saying? Right. Um, They would make examples and say, don't put your hand in the fire. Don't go and play in the kitchen. You're going to burn the whole house down. We're going to be homeless. And then we could die because we don't have no food. And that was the drastic story that you got from just playing with a match or lighting a, um, a lighter. So it gave the child, it gives the child or the adolescent mind a visualization of, oh, this is why I don't do this. Not because it's just hot. Or maybe if, if you showed sense. the child how to play with matches in a way that was safe and wouldn't burn the house down, that would be even better. Right. Exactly. Right. So basically, illustrating consequences in a, yes. in a calm way. I didn't have to hit my kids. My child, I'll give you an example. He, my oldest, good, God bless him decided to, in snow, write snot on the side of the school wall for, I don't know, and then he wrote, no, it wasn't snot, it was fork you, that's what it was, fork you, and I was like, I didn't do anything wrong, and I got called, and there were teachers called, and I was like, all right, we're gonna, we're going to use this as a wonderful demonstration, so I'm like, oh, you had plans tonight. I'm going to show you what it's like to be inconvenienced when you don't want to be inconvenienced when you have other plans. And this is going to go on until you really get the message. So, oh, guess what? You have chores. Oh, you wanted to do that thing. Oh, I'm sorry. That's going to be interrupted by this thing that you now have to do this task. He learned right quick that if he interrupts my business day, I'm going to interrupt his life. He did not do it again. Wow. I love that 4Q. Nice. I love it. I'm going to steal that. 
Please don't steal it. Please don't steal it. The poor baby didn't even know how to spell it. I love it. No, 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 no. So, okay, so, like, this is something that I learned from my nephew who kind of says something similar where he says, oh, something like, oh, that, that's, that's a bowl of fish, you know? So they replace the word shit with fish and say that's a bowl of fish, you know, instead of saying, you know, like the S word. So yeah. it's, so I think the language has kind of shifted to say it without even saying it, but it almost sounds the same as, as if you're saying it. So uh, I guess in a way. Mother fluffer. <laughs> mother fluffer. <laughs> I love mother it. Fluffer. I'm going to steal that too. <laughs> else goes really good in this conversation get your poop in a group oh get your poop in a group i like right? that one I like nice that. i like that it's, yeah anyways mother fluffer have you heard of, mother fluffer. Have you heard of uh, uh, sugar honey iced tea no. no what's that what's that shit Oh, sugar honey tea. Oh, honey, oh, the acronym sugar honey iced tea. S H I T. Okay, got it. Oh, it's iced tea, sugar honey iced tea. S H I T. That's what my aunt was doing. That my takes a lot of so effort. Sweet. She doesn't cuss. She doesn't cuss. So when she when she does, she'll be like, "Oh, sugar honey iced tea. We're gonna have a wonderful time." We're like, "Sugar and honey. What, what we what we doing here, Auntie?" Until she told us what was the word. People come up with the darn things to avoid the unavoidable sometimes. Mm. <laughs> Which actually ties into the whole conversation we're having. Like what is offensive evolves. It's almost like our language is forever going to be riddled with words that people find offensive because we replace the offensive word and then the new word is still the old word. So yeah. it becomes offensive. Right, right. But are you still a mother fluffer? <laughs> well, I haven't yet, but I mean, I'll let you know when I do. <laughs> Just saying it makes me laugh. Oh my God. And on that note. I'm glad I you. Yeah, I think on that happy note, I think we can like bring this episode, this joyous episode to a close. I hope Ooh. our I hope our listeners got something valuable out of this. Or at least picked up some new lingo that you can use to make you look cool and hip and relevant. Oh. Funny. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening in. It has been a blast, as always. Thank you, Rajiv. Thank you, Lakesa. This was awesome. Thank you, Rajiv. Thank you, Anna. Anna, I love your perspective. Rajiv, I love the way you clean me and Anna's perspective up for the people. Like, <laughs> let me clean it up. This is what they really meant. She's <laughs> like the translator. To all, to all you motherfuckers out there, thanks for listening. Bye. See you guys. Bye. Bye. If you'd like to be featured on our show, or if you have a question for us, send your question to joyride.world at gmail.com. Thumbs if you like our content, subs if you love our content. And don't forget to post your reactions and questions in the comment sections below.